Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of Saucon Source LLC. For more local news and information, please visit SaucinSource.com. I'd like to welcome you to episode 21 of No Rain Date, the podcast for Sock and Source. I'm Josh Popichak, the publisher of Sock and Source. And after a week off, it's great to be back in Hellertown and publishing lots of local news. It's been a busy month so far. We're almost into October now, and things are continuing to get busier in part because of the coronavirus pandemic. Also, it's the height of a presidential campaign season. So let's get into the headlines. There has been an uptick in coronavirus cases in Northampton County. We reported last week that the county had the fourth highest infection rate for COVID-19 in Pennsylvania. And as of today, September 24th, that rate has not gone down, and the county is now third in the rankings, and that's out of 67 counties. So that's obviously not a good thing, a good statistic. We're also seeing more cases of the virus being reported in local schools, which isn't a huge surprise given uh, how contagious it is and the fact that students are back in class at Uh, at least some of the time in some districts in Saucon Valley, it's five days a week. Saucon Valley reported its first case of a student uh, with coronavirus about a week and a half ago. This was at Saucon Valley High School that resulted in the cancellation of a football scrimmage as well as the first game which was scheduled to be played this coming weekend on September 26th. So now the first football game is going to be October 2nd. So mark that date on your calendars. Saucon Source is excited to be partnering with Saucon Athletics to bring you coverage not only of Saucon Valley football, but also of girls soccer, boys soccer, field hockey, and we've even been sharing the volleyball live stream. So As part of that effort, we are seeking sponsors. This is a great opportunity to show your support for the Panthers, and it's also a great opportunity to put your business or organization's name in front of literally, in the case of football, probably thousands of viewers who will be tuning in. The broadcast will be live on the Saucon Athletics YouTube channel, and we'll be sharing those on Sock and Source, as well as embedding the videos in articles on the site. We have quite a bit of information about sponsorships. If you're interested, you can email josh at sockandsource.com. And again, this is really to help cover the costs related to the labor involved with this. And we feel that, you know, it's a great way to give back to the community. Obviously, many parents grandparents, uh, other family members, friends, and just average fans will not be able to attend games due to capacity limits imposed by the state to help stop the spread of coronavirus. 
that limit is 250 people at outdoor gatherings, 25 people for indoor gatherings. That has been challenged in the courts, and it was recently overturned by a judge in Pittsburgh. However, many districts are opting to continue with the limits as this uh, case continues to work its way through the courts. It could go back the other way. Governor Wolf has obviously appealed the decision issued by Judge Stickman. So we'll be following that story, uh, certainly, and uh, any changes to the limits, uh, as well as local impact. It's a complicated situation uh, that's continuing to evolve daily, and as, as we all know, politics is playing a part in that. As far as the impact of coronavirus on local businesses, we'll be exploring that a bit with our guests on this week's episode. We have Mayor David Heinzelman, the mayor of Hellertown, and Jessica O'Donnell, who is Executive Vice President for Affiliated Chambers with the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce as our guest this week. We do have a bit of sad news as far as local business is concerned this week. The Spring Hill Cleaners, which uh, was a dry cleaning business located in the shops at Hellertown Shopping Center on Route 412, actually went out of business about a month ago. There was a sign posted on the door which cited financial hardship caused by the coronavirus pandemic as the reason for the closing. Many more people are working from home these days uh, rather than going into the office, so they don't need their office apparel dry cleaned. And, and that's having a trickle-down effect uh, for businesses like, like Spring Hill Cleaners. That's obviously the downside. Other businesses are, are holding their own, and Jessica uh, will be sharing some information with us about how the Chamber has been helping them do that. And that's really important, so we hope you'll stay tuned for that. As far as the economy goes, many businesses are hiring, at least for the upcoming holidays. The promenade shops at Saucon Valley will be hosting a job fair this coming Monday, September 28th, and nearly 20 of the businesses in the promenade shops will be participating in that. We have a full list of those businesses on our website. You'll find the article on the homepage. So check that out and share it with anybody you know who's looking for a job. A number of the restaurants in the promenade shops are participating in the job fair as well as some retailers. We would encourage you to check that out. On the wildlife front, we had a coyote sighting in Lower Saucon Township earlier this week. A reader shared photos of the animal in a field off Colesville Road, which is near the Upper Saucon Township, Lower Saucon Township line. Certainly that's not unheard of in this area, especially in the last few years when the population of coyotes has been steadily increasing, not only here, but in other uh, more developed areas throughout southeastern Pennsylvania. They have made a comeback. Certainly it's a uh, sort of a novelty to see one uh, if you're not familiar with seeing them all the time. They are wild animals, so you would do best to keep your distance, but they don't pose any particular danger to people. The only exceptions might be very small pets or small children who 
you wouldn't want them to be unattended in an area where there could be coyotes, uh, but you probably wouldn't leave them unattended outside anyway. We are approaching October, as I mentioned, and with October come thoughts of trick-or-treat. The borough of Hellertown has its trick-or-treat planned for Saturday, October 31st from 6 to 8 p.m. Last year, they decided to hold it on Halloween and stick with that date, and they've done that this year. However, COVID-19 is throwing a monkey wrench into many Halloween plans, even more so now that the CDC has issued recommendations against traditional trick-or-treat, trunk-or-treat, haunted houses, Halloween costume parties, many of the types of events that we all look forward to are on their no-no list. And that's partly because of how contagious the disease is and the fact that it can spread in gatherings. In the case of trick-or-treat, I think they're worried about children who might have it, spreading it from house to house in a large area because obviously we've all trick-or-treated. You might visit a hundred or more houses in a couple hours. Modifications to how trick-or-treat is traditionally done. One of them could be leaving candy outside for trick-or-treaters to pick up on their own. If that's what you're going to do, you'll probably want to keep an eye on it or have some type of camera perhaps to monitor it due to the temptation to take more than one piece. We all know about that. That's just one idea that's been suggested. There are certainly others. Um, We have an article which goes into more detail about ways you can participate safely. Of course, wearing a face mask is another good uh, safeguard against COVID-19, whether you're trick-or-treating or just going to the store. Many Halloween costumes involve wearing a mask anyway, so it shouldn't be uh, that difficult to come up with something that will protect you uh, by covering your nose and mouth uh, while you're out trick-or-treating or your children are doing that. So check that out. We also have information about the Hotel of Horror, which is one of my favorite haunted houses. They're getting ready to open up in Sailorsburg, Monroe County, with safety precautions in place. So you can read more about that in the story. We mentioned that it's election season, and once again, we're reporting on campaign sign thefts in Upper Bucks County. That seems to be an area where they're happening relatively frequently. Pennsylvania State Police at Dublin shared several reports of campaign sign thefts this week, and one of those was the theft of a Trump sign in Milford Township near Quakertown, and in another case, Biden-Harris signs were stolen from a property in Trumbowersville, which is in the same general area, the Quakertown area. We've mentioned this before. It's against the First Amendment to take somebody's campaign sign, not to mention being illegal, it's theft. If that's something that you're considering doing, please don't. It doesn't matter which side of the political spectrum you're on, it's wrong in any case. And it devalues our democracy to, to have people doing that. And uh, it's, it's a shame that that seems to be more common than ever this year. In some good sign-related news, We reported that the Springfield Township Police Department has received another order of 
signs, which are to show support for the department. And you can do that by purchasing one of their yard signs. They have information about how to do that on their Crime Watch website. And you can also purchase a sign directly from a, an officer. If you see him on patrol, you can flag him down. He'll have signs that he can sell you. And they are just $10 a piece. They're also to help fundraise money for Springfield Township Community Day, which normally would be held this weekend, but this year it's canceled due to the pandemic. So that money will be set aside for Springfield Township Community Day in 2021. And we will be looking forward to that. For all the latest local news and other headlines, be sure to visit sawconsource.com. And we'll be back with even more local news headlines next week. Here at Sock and Source, our mission is to provide information and make it as available as possible to the people in our community. A large part of that is a public service, and we're grateful for the support we have from local advertisers because that revenue helps keep the information flowing to you, our readers and listeners. Local news production does cost money, and that's why we've also introduced a voluntary membership option on Sockin Source, and we'd like to tell you a little more about that. Essentially, the membership is a recurring monthly contribution that shows your support for the work that we're doing. It helps guarantee that the information will remain free and accessible to you as well as to others in our community, and it also helps fund our future growth. Sock and Source is growing and we're expanding our coverage area. The more support we receive from the community, the better coverage we can provide and the more useful the site will be to you. So that's why we would invite you to visit our membership page on the website sockandsource.com. You can do that by clicking on join under my sock and source, which you'll see on the right side of your screen if you're on a desktop or at the bottom of any article page. You'll see several membership options, including a monthly membership for $7, a four-month membership for $25, or a yearly membership for $70. These are strictly voluntary contribution levels, and they're not any part of a paywall. There's no requirement to contribute, but we are grateful for those who have already done so, and we hope that you will consider purchasing a membership in the future. Doing so is quick and easy. You can do it securely online, and you can cancel at any time. Thank you again to all our current members, and thank you for considering becoming a future member. Welcome to the interview portion of No Rain Data. I'm Josh Popachak, the host and publisher of Sock and Source. And this week, it's my pleasure to welcome back two well-known people from the Hellertown business community and other arenas who have also been guests on No Rain Data in the past. Jessica O'Donnell, Executive Vice President for Affiliated Chambers at the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce. And Mayor David Heinzelman of Mayor Hellertown and the owner of Heinzelman Funeral Home. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So a lot has transpired since the last time we, we spoke on No Rain Date. Obviously, we're still in uncharted territory as far as COVID-19, but the response as far as like businesses and, and helping businesses continues to evolve. So Jessica, you, you are sort of on the front lines of that. 
and you've been doing a lot to help local businesses through grants and events that are online in some cases. Yes. Tell us about what you've been doing. Yes. So I would say more than ever, our business community needs us. This, these are challenging times for our businesses. They need the extra voice. They need to have that outlet to go to turn to somebody and see how we at the chamber can point them in the right direction. We have not changed at all our, our mission. We have not changed our vision of how we can continue to support our community. I will tell you from the chamber standpoint, we have pivoted. Yes, a lot of our events were virtual the first couple months when the pandemic hit. Now we are softly or slowly blending into a hybrid type of events. But right when the pandemic hit, we still kept with our annual events such as the restaurant week. We actually had more participation this year with restaurant week from like buy-in from our eateries than we ever did. And that to me was like, okay, our businesses need us. They need all the support, especially because it was 25%, you know, indoor dining, takeout, some of our businesses were doing. So we really shifted what we were asking for the businesses and we wanted it to work for them. So if it was takeout only, gift card only, dining reservations, whatever it is we wanted to work for them. We did virtual events such as superintendent series updates where we heard from Dr. Butler. Unfortunately, when he presented the next day, it changed because it changes with the state. But it was great while we had that information to give it out to the community. We've done events like gift card grab go weeks. We are still pushing ahead with ribbon cuttings to support businesses that open during the pandemic. We want to drive that awareness here. We want the collaboration. And like you said, Josh, we've been working with county grant dollars, which it's been out there for many, many months. Northampton County approached us at the chamber to help assist with their CARES Act small business grant program. I was the liaison for that, of getting the marketing out there, reaching out to businesses. It wasn't about chamber membership, it was about all businesses. And I'm happy to say through the leadership of Northampton County, they awarded $8.4 million to small businesses in Northampton County. That is over 700 businesses that receive grant dollars, not paid back, grant dollars to assist with any type of you know, struggles, rent, rent obligations, buying supplies. So that was a strong leadership by County Executive McClure and his team. Another thing the Chamber did assist with is the first two weeks when the pandemic hit, we put up 100000 of our own dollars and partnered with BB&T, now Truish, Jandal, and we gave out over $350,000 grants, $1,000 to small businesses. That was right when the pandemic hit and we put up our own money to say, hey, we are here to support our downtown. So we've had our hands in a little bit of everything, but we wanted to make sure that we supported all businesses. It's not about chamber membership right now. It's about supporting one another during these times. Right. But I would also like to give a plug for chamber membership because I remember before this, like people saying, well, what does the chamber do, you know, for businesses? And, you know, I mean, I'm a chamber member. You guys have worked your butts off, you know, since day one. You send out a lot of emails. I read them, you know, thoroughly because they're packed full of useful information. And I hope that the other business owners are doing that as well. Um, yeah. That's how you find out about these kinds of grant opportunities, yes. which are really critical, you know, to a lot of 
business's survival. So. Yes, and I will say I would be remiss if I did not thank the mayor and the borough for their relationship too as well. We would not be able to do what we do without the relationships with our municipalities. Because of the county executive leadership and the COVID grant, we went in front of borough to get it on their agenda to say this is an opportunity for small businesses. I know that the borough pumped it out to businesses too as well. So it's really a working relationship and how we are all in this together. We're stronger together and we're going to come out on the other side when we're all working together right and i know lower Stockton has done that same as well. yeah we're absolutely putting out email. we're very fortunate to have two very strong municipalities that we're all working together right right yeah i mean we want you know all the businesses to make it through unfortunately that's not going to happen because we already lost some mm -hmm. you know but but you're doing everything you can and and Sock and Source certainly wants to support that mission, and we've tried to amplify you yes. know, the, the information when it's available. And, and like you said, it is a challenge, though, because it's changing all the time, so you don't even have like a firm footing, really, sometimes on which to, yes. you know, to launch. The best saying that we say at the Chamber is we're flying the plane by, by also building it. We're building and flying the plane at the same time. We're all figuring it out together. You know, one day we're hearing something, the next day it changes. It changes by the hour. So we're constantly pivoting. I know that we all said this word for the last five months. I don't like the word, but we are. We're adapting. Mm -hmm. And we have to continue to adapt to really survive during these times. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, things have, you know, to the traditional events, like you said, some of them are, are, are not happening or not happening the same way what what is the latest in terms of light up night <laughs> <laughs> so light up night we have all in parties that are you know involved with it it's going to be virtual this year okay. unfortunately it's not unfortunate but again the challenging times there's no way that we're going to be able to control or tell 5,000 people not to come to Morris J. Dimmick Park right. uh, we had our two committee meetings we're trying to do the best for the community. We want to give them something to look forward to, but safety and health is number one priority. So unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit different than what it has been in the years past, but we will do our darnest to make sure it's still the most jolliest time in the Hellertown Borough and for Lower Saucon. So more information to come out on that. We are very excited. We have some great ideas in the works, so we're hoping to roll those out here in the next couple of weeks, but we are hard at work planning it. Great. Well, we will definitely be the first to report on that when, when that information is available. I know a lot of people are, are curious to know know more about that. And yeah, it's it's a nighttime event, so you can't really see people very well. You'd be bumping into them, and, and, yes. and I understand. We have a beautiful park, but there's no way to regulate and say, hey, you can't come in here and things like that. They'd all be coming in at different areas. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the mass police, and I don't want to tell some child that they can't come to an event for tree lighting. So right. we have to do the best for all parties involved. So right. next year we hope to be back bigger than ever. I'm sure you will because <laughs> the last few years have been incredible with, you know, growing, you know, growing the event and sponsorships from throughout the business community. So, so. I will say that, you know, obviously the music concert series was postponed too as well, which was a big bummer for, you know, 
businesses that invested, the community members, which were very disappointed. However, I will say most of the people understood. So people are looking forward to it. And I think that's the great thing about this community is they are understanding and they know that next year we will be back. And I, I just want to give a special thanks to all the business individuals that have sponsored and accommodated our change of postponing it. We just are very fortunate to have a wonderful community that really we're all working together. That's all I really can say is working together. And it's, it's a breath of fresh air to know that we're in it together. Right. Right. And I, you did have a couple movie nights, too. Yes, we did. Yeah, thanks to the borough, we were able to up in the baseball parks um, because of mobile technology graphics and their beautiful screen. Everybody was socially distancing. It was a great thing. And we heard from the community members. It was so great to put something on to give the community something to look forward to, which yeah. is things that we are still planning. On behalf of the Hellertown Chamber Board, we are still planning events. We actually have an event September 29th at Black River Farms. It's our annual food and wine pairing with Drip the local flavor lab, sorry, <laughs> they're debuting, but we are doing a food and wine pairing on the 29th at Black River Farms and looking forward to it. It's gonna be a ticketed event. There is a cost, but I'm so excited because the Hellertown Lower Stockton Chamber is bringing back their scholarship fund. Six years ago, when I first started with the chamber, we had a scholarship fund. However, it went away because we were struggling and you know, some of the events and getting buy-in, but we're bringing it back. So we're so excited because of this event next week, proceeds are gonna benefit our future business and community leaders. So we're bringing back our scholarship fund. So I encourage all community members, you don't have to be a chamber member, come out, purchase a ticket. We are capping it at 60 attendees. We're gonna have live music, but come support two local businesses, come out and enjoy a wonderful atmosphere, but support our future business and community leaders. Right, and it's a it's outside of the vineyard, so there's plenty of room for social distancing. Yep. It's a beautiful venue, and the wine is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we're very excited to be Salkin Sources, happy to be a bronze sponsor for the event. Yes. Uh, especially because it benefits the scholarship fund, like you said. Yes, so. and I want to put two more plugs out there. We have two upcoming ribbon cuttings. On October 14th, we are doing a ribbon cutting for Heinzelman's Crematory, Lehigh Valley Crematory, Animal Crematory. Thank you, Mayor Heinzelman. That's a mouthful, I'm sorry. And the Carriage House. So putting that out there too as well. And there's actually going to be another one, Stockton Valley Manor. We're celebrating their 20th anniversary. So we're doing a ribbon cutting for them too as well. So follow our Facebook page for upcoming events and those types of things, which we encourage people to come out or even support or drop in and tell the business owner congratulations. So it's just really great that we're moving forward, the momentum, and we're getting back to business. We want to show as the chamber that we are moving forward, getting back to business and supporting local businesses. And we are doing it as being leaders and reaching out to businesses saying, what can we do to help? Right, absolutely. Well, that kind of segues into the mayor's she let you get a word in edgewise. Well, no, no, but, but actually, uh, Jessica usually does not let me put a word in. Uh, she is so well-versed, but I, I just want to piggyback just a few words as to what she said. While we were basically indoors watching what she was doing with her team of people, they were working hard and really spearheading so many different things. And as people, what you said, Josh, what really does the chamber do? I don't think the town, I don't think the community, I don't think the, the wide part of Lehigh and Northampton County 
have the clue what the chamber really does because they all think it's all about the business people. Yes, it does encompass the business folk, but what it does, it energizes the business people to engage the community to surround that. And I just think it's a phenomenal group of people with super ideas. And these ideas, they bring back to the local people and they say, hey, try this. And so we try it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But just like the, these music programs that we did on, on Sundays, they started a couple hundred people. I mean, we're talking five, six hundred people. Mm-hmm. And this past year, we were actually bringing a big group in that we were thinking could possibly bring between a thousand to almost two thousand people in that was going to flood Hellertown. The trickle down effect is that does not only bring the people into our town and see Dimmick Park, that brings people into the restaurants gas stations they see our beautiful town they see the the banners the hero banners you know everything pivots off of getting the people onto main street off to the side streets seeing the community seeing how beautiful our streets the roads how people take care of their their homes that's why you don't see many homes for sale and as soon as they're for sale they're gone Mm -hmm. This is what Hellertown's all about. We are about community. Give or take, the leaders try so hard to promote this town. We have one of the best leaders council, the workers of our, our town. We, we are so fortunate to have what we have. And we cannot take them for granted. You know, during COVID, and, and yes, it's challenging times. But do you know that the police, they didn't have a choice. Did you know that the garbage men, they were picking up between 30 and 60% more garbage. Mm -hmm. Not only because people had more time to clean out their stuff, but when they went to the landfill, look at what they were stepping through. Right, that's a good point. Nobody gets it, Mm. you know? But they couldn't stop doing what they were doing. But they're frontline workers too. They definitely are. And and we have to be so thankful for everyone, the, the EMS, everyone. And and there's you know, when you start naming people, you are gonna forget someone to to say thank you to. But we are so grateful for everyone that we have in this town because they don't look for the quote accolades. They do the job, they move forward. Mm-hmm. No one needs the awards. What they do, like Jessica said, say thank you. That's the most important thing that we as a community can say. When the garbage men come by, pick up your garbage, and you're out there putting your garbage cans back. How much does it take for you to say, 
thanks have a great day mm-hmm. little things like that go so far mm-hmm. you know and then we had a push back because of the pool you know big decision we had a push back because of the parade then we have to push back and and you brought this up uh today you know what do we do what do we do about trick-or-treat you know the guidelines set today is should we shouldn't we you know because we're thinking for the kids how much more can we take away from our children and they're the ones that are paying the ultimate price you know they're they're missing the socialization that they need to mature to move up in the world so you know i hope and pray that the decisions that the residents of this town when it comes to trick-or-treat that they use social distancing that they decide whether or not it is safe enough for them to maybe just put a container outside right or have a screen window that is there so they can police how much candy they actually take because you know i've seen (laughs) physically someone dumped the complete container right in and we we looked at the person saying are you real you know but seriously you got to be careful and yes sometimes the kids need supervision but i think in the greater scheme if we would take that away from the children i think it could do more damage than good but i think we as a community and and council have said you have the right to make that decision by putting your light on or not if you put your light on that means someone can ring your doorbell and if you answer it fine and if you don't wish to do that then don't but with these de- these hard decisions you need to make, there are consequences. And right now with COVID, it's far from over. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think the reality is that, that more people probably would not participate in giving out candy this year just because they might have you know an immune immune compromised person in their household. Who knows? But, Absolutely. You know, it's a completely voluntary thing. We all trick-or-treated as kids, you know, in the traditional way, I think you, you are spread out a fair amount. It's not like trunk-or-treat, which has become popular in recent years, and that is more of a concentrated gathering of people. So I can sort of understand why that might be a little riskier. I actually was thinking the reverse, but the more I think about it, I was thinking that might be safe, but it, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the more you process the goods and the bads Mm -hmm. and and do it like a spreadsheet you know everything you have to weigh it right and and right now there there's so many wrongs in in today what we do but you know like you said when when we sat down today to to have this interview and and you point blank said please wear masks even though we are socially distanced you know some people just don't get it mm-hmm. they they don't get it and we have rules and regs to follow in all of our businesses and still people 
don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it takes to say, we can nip this somehow, but if we don't take these precautions, this can go another six months. This can go another year. And yes, they think that they can have this in a vaccine in the next month or so. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be enough? We don't know. There's so many things that are uncertain. So right. we have to be careful. We have to be proactive. Exactly. And I want to come back to one other thing you, you mentioned about, about the events. And, and this goes back to what Jessica was talking about, too. I mean, I've heard people saying, you know, things like, well, if we don't have it this year, we're not going to ever have it again. And, and I can kind of understand where that pessimism is coming from. But, you know, really, if you want to see that the events continue, you have to support the businesses because they're the, the sponsors of these events. And if they're not around to sponsor them next year, then, then they will be in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll all be in trouble. But it's been a big push of ours, too, as well. When you look on the back of a T-ball shirt, who do you see? Your local pizzeria, your local, you know, um, lawyer or something like that. So when we were pushing to support local more than ever, I mean, it's not just a week long of restaurant week. It's, the, it's a lifestyle. You know, you need to support local because they're the ones that are supporting our local community organizations. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a mindset. It's really is changing people to be like, okay, I don't have to go to Giant. I can go to my local grocery store or I don't have to go to um, Home Depot, I have a hardware store or something like that. It's changing that mindset, but remembering that your local t-ball team was supported by a local business. And right. that's one thing that we push, push. And it's not just Small Business Saturday. It is an entire year to support local. And, and please, you know, support the new businesses because we have had new businesses open up during the pandemic in Hellertown. Fortunately, mm -hmm. we have others that are planned and still I see negative comments about them when they haven't even opened yet. I mean, if you don't have anything nice to say, at least, you know, <laughs> put a sock in it, you know, yeah. because like this is somebody that wants that's going to invest tens of thousands of dollars in our community at a time when it's riskier to do that than ever before, mm -hmm. you know, for them to see those negative comments, I can only imagine what that feels like, mm -hmm. you know. It, it, it's, it's really sad, and you said it best by putting a sock in it. Right now, the only thing that helps society are positive notes, positive views. If, if we could take half of the negativity away, and, and negativity right now is at an all-time high because all we're doing is we're staying in our koopy holes, our homes, and it's a buildup, and we're not able to express ourselves socially. And, and trust me, you're not going to do it at the grocery store because you want to get in and you want to get out, especially with that social distancing. Mm -hmm. So we have a what's called a buildup, and that's why... You're seeing this on Facebook. You're seeing some of the complaints and things like that that have a lot of it do not have any merit mm -hmm. and it's just venting. Mm -hmm. So let's vent the positive parts. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we have a lot more positive in this town. And, and like you said, in this town, we are blessed with new businesses coming in we are blessed with homes that go up for sale and are sold within a day or two. And we have businesses that are willing to give back to the community. And 
what else could you ask for? Mm -hmm. We are really blessed in this town. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and more than, than other communities, which Jessica should probably know because <laughs> she, she works with so many communities. Yes, I, I will say um, that Hellertown, it, the close-knit community, very supportive, great businesses. Great businesses when you can walk through the door and talk to the owner and the owner's willing to give you the shirt off their back to support and have a community thrive and move forward. I mean, for somebody, I don't live in Hellertown, but I feel like I live in Hellertown because the community has welcomed and opened their arms as if I were one of their own. And I truly, truly love when I drive through Hellertown and see the business owners supporting local organizations or local events. It's it's a non-event, and I, I think that's so great to know that everybody is willing to help out in order for Hellertown and Lower Stockton to succeed. They, they are. The businesses really do support other businesses, and, and I can vouch for that. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we it's, you know, been wonderful, you know, to have people continue to want to advertise on Sock and Source. If I've reached out to them, you know, they're they're very, you know, willing to do that, you know. And, and I would say, too, you have individuals that are willing to volunteer. Mm -hmm. So not just support sponsor, but we have some great volunteers in this community, great events, you know, great employees. Mary, you said it best. I mean, really so many working parties to ensure Hellertown continues in this positive momentum. Right. So it is a, it's a great community. It brings a smile to my face knowing every time that we can host an event or open a brand or do a ribbon cutting for a business and knowing that the community comes out and supports. Yes. I mean, it really is great. And, and when you have such an event, such as a, a ribbon cutting, okay it's just not filled with chamber people mm -hmm. it, it is a community event and and that just shows you right then and there like another part of the chamber it's it is community and and that's what what people just sometimes don't get when you, they see they see this this uh, a frame out a uh, community or chamber event today that should be a magnet for people to say hey there's something going on here. Let's go and check it out. Mm -hmm. Because there's usually some kind of positive activity that is going on. And that positive activity usually blossoms into something bigger and better that you can walk away with and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to come back and, and they're going to have another event like this next month. Mm -hmm. It's just the trickle-down effect that's tremendous. Mm -hmm. I think I said it last time I was on the podcast with you, Josh. We're a chamber of commerce, but a chamber of communities. Right. And that is really true. That is our mission, getting the community to out to support businesses, come to these local events. Because of our relationships with the municipalities, we're hosting community events. So chamber of commerce and communities is true and true in this community. It's really the best of both worlds because, you know, especially in the last six months because if the Lehigh Valley Chamber weren't the size that it is, we wouldn't have gotten the support that we, we've gotten. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a real blessing. But we, you know, we still have our local Autonomy. network and that's, you know, like what's most important. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the other businesses you, you know. And I would just say like the Greater Chamber, we are a bottom-up organization. So Hellertown Lower Saucon is going to do events that are important to this community and to these businesses which I think is what makes us all unique. Bethlehem is Bethlehem. We're Hellertown, Lower Saucon. Emmaus is Emmaus. So the initiatives that are we doing are important to our business community. So bottom-up approach is truly what we've been doing the entire time, and that's how we're able to meet our mission. Volunteer
volunteers, you know, on the board that are key stakeholders in these communities. Those are my bosses. They're the ones that are saying, hey, Jess, they're the feet on the street in these communities saying, why don't we try this? Or why don't we reach out to this person? So, mm -hmm. yes, I would be remiss if I did not say my fiance, who happens to be the chair of the board, Ricky Gower. He's my boss, but don't let him really hear that. He's not my boss. Uh, I'm the boss oh, at home. No <laughs> But yes, individuals like him and Kenny Rampoler from Lost Tavern, I mean, those are individuals that are on our main street saying, hey, these are things that, you know, I'd like to see how can we do to support each other. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you, Jessica, for joining us Thank again. And always a pleasure. And, and we'll definitely be continuing to promote the ribbon cuttings and um, light up night when we have that information and, and beyond that. Who knows? But yes. we know you'll be there. Yes, And that's yes. the most important thing. And, and thank you, Mayor Heinzelman, for your wisdom and leadership during this time and, and for being a great cheerleader for the business community here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the second part of our interview with Mayor David Heinzelman of Hellertown. We're going to be talking a little bit more with mayor about a couple of fall events that have been affected by the coronavirus and he's been involved with the Sauk Valley Spirit Parade for many many years as the chairman and you've also expressed a desire to sort of transition beyond that role in the last few years but it seems like events are getting in the way and we haven't had a parade now in a couple of years. Right this is actually the second year in a row and we did not prefer to do it. We really wanted to have the parade, but we felt that it was in everyone's best interest. With the governor's guideline of 2,500 people, max, we have to consider that we have between 1,000 and 1,200 already participating. And with that thought in mind, and you figure at least three to 4,000 people along the parade route, it just was an impossibility. So we felt that it was best not to. I just read today that uh, Bethlehem's parade is gonna be a little different, it's gonna go virtual now. Hmm. That's a little bit above my knowledge, so I, I don't believe I could do that. How do they do a virtual parade? You know, it's too early in its infancy. I, to, to what I understand is they're going to go around and film different areas of floats and things like that. Probably also film the bands and then splice everything together and then show it on one of the TVs. I don't so, know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, I, I'm assuming, I'm only assuming, I can't speak for them, but I'm assuming that is probably the way they would, would have to do it. Right. Uh, I do wish them the very best uh, to do that. I just, I don't think uh, I would have the knowledge to do it or the patience. But with that said, you know, we are looking forward to the parade next year. And there's a possibility of the parade actually being moved, I believe it might be the next year, in correlation with an anniversary of the Dewey Fire Company. I don't know what anniversary it's going to be. 
think it's 125. Is it 125? So I was asked to serve on a committee, and they have yet to meet, but they did say that we would work on that, and they would like the parade to be part of it, which would be quite large. So we might do that in lieu of or in addition to the the spirit parade. So that year might be completely different. And that's why we named it the spirit parade so we can move things around and get the word out and maybe we can generate bigger bands, bigger whatever because whenever we have the date set it is always one week before the Bethlehem Parade and it's one week after Coopersburg Parade and that's when we can get the bands locked in. Right. And so when people say when we cancel and we don't have a rain date for the parade, the main reason is we can't get the bands. Right. So uh, I know that's hard to digest, but if, if you have a parade without bands and you take a six division parade and make it into two, people will walk away saying they're disappointed. So we don't want people disappointed. And it's something that we take pride in, and this town takes pride in. And you can tell when we cancel a parade how many people are disappointed by just looking on Facebook. So the the numbers are very great, and it's not by our choice that we cancel. It's always a very good reason why we do. Right. Yes, I will. I will not forget the reaction that occurred last year, and and that was an extraordinary. I mean, I in October it's really rare to have heavy rain like that, and and it was a torrential rain. You can't have instruments out in that kind of weather without totally damaging them. We're talking about instruments that were valued at thousands of dollars, so. Certainly that's understandable that bands wouldn't want to participate. And, and we, we get the phone calls from 6 o'clock that morning, but people don't realize that we already have done the work. We have all the no parking signs out the night before. Everyone has been notified. There's just notification of cancelization that we have to take care of. And it's the last thing we want to do because right. it's, it's, it's done. You spent the better part of a year planning and fundraising for it, so why would you want to cancel it? <laughs> Basically, in March, we, we're starting. We're yeah. starting again. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's no fun. If you don't mind, I want to circle back briefly to the name of the parade, because this is a perennial topic, and it was at one time the Hellertown Halloween Parade. Yeah. About 10 years ago, maybe, something like that, the name was changed to the Saucon Valley Spirit Parade. I, I sometimes see comments that oh, this is because it's politically correct or politically incorrect to have a Halloween parade. That's not the case. That's not why the name was changed. No, uh, I think it's more like 15 or so years, okay. uh, if I want to be correct. Uh, the reason why we moved it to the word spirit was only for one reason. is because if we move the parade to a different time of the month, let's say September or November, 
because of, let's say, Dewey Fire Company, or let's say there's another big event, we can say Spirit versus Halloween. Right. Because we have all of our paperwork, all of our banners that are listed as Spirit. So we, I'm not, this is a non-political parade. <laughs> there's nothing about politics in this parade. In fact, if you're running for political office, you cannot have your your banner on a car say elect for me that that had it has always been that way from the time joe chunkle chaired this mm-hmm. uh back in the 80s hmm. so this is a non-political parade you must be in office to, to be not in running the, not currently running for not election. currently running yeah I think I don't think I knew that, but that's good. Yeah, good. well, we, we did catch somebody. You know, as soon as they they bypassed me, they did put their uh, elect for me on their on the side of their cars. And can I police the whole parade? Absolutely not. It, it just doesn't work. Right. But were they told afterward? Yes, they were told. And, You're not going to uh, win any prizes that way. No, no, it doesn't <laughs> happen that way. But you know, you would think the politician, after being told what they can and cannot do, you would think that they would follow the rules and regs, but they didn't. They were in the parade for only one reason: was for self gratification, and that's not what the parade is about. The parade is about a community, of bringing people together to enjoy, to see the kids have smiles on their faces. That's the only reason why I've been doing it for so long, and it's been a long haul. And it is a tremendous amount of work that goes into it. I don't think people understand that. They just think, you know, it's, somebody does it, and, and, you know, let's, you know, enjoy it, and, but just, you know, have appreciation for the, the, you and the many volunteers that, you know, assist you. Well, basically, it's, it's, it's me and my secretary doing it all until that day. And then it's a group of volunteers that we get to to line up the the parade. What I did two years ago or three years ago is I actually ran the judges stand. I was the announcer for the first time. I never did that before. My daughter actually pulled all the parade out and and, and did that. So she she got that together. So I'm I'm blessed that I have part of the family actually helping out now too and they're all local residents now of the borough right so they all help out so yeah we need family we need our the volunteers from the town we are blessed to have every everyone that can help like kathy leibensberger she she has been helping with getting volunteers and judges for i would say maybe 15 15 Mm -hmm. 20 years she's always been doing that so uh but we have a great team. We have a great team. So look for the Sock Valley Spirit Parade to come back in 2021. Yeah, bigger and better. Bigger and better. We did we did refund all of the band monies, $500 to those that contributed. And even though we did refund those the, those $500, they said we could have kept it, but I, I didn't feel right again holding that money back Mm -hmm. so again when we come to that point we will be hopefully asking for those funds and hopefully we can again bring the uh, philadelphia string band which is always a big hit as i think that brings another vibe into our community yes Um, 
So we're going to have some fun. Cool. And we're going to change it up a little bit, too. Yeah. have a couple good ideas. We, I mean, we always, I always look forward to covering it every year. It's always a positive experience. And like you said, to see all the smiles and, you know, it makes the want. work worthwhile. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we did touch on the other big event in, in October, Trick or Treat, a little bit earlier. Basically, as we're hoping that it's going to continue in some form or fashion, but with modifications. Yeah, I, I think if, if everyone uses good judgment and if their health is compromised, do not put your light on and do not open your door and give candy out. If you so choose to put candy out in a dish and let people help themselves, that is fine. But again, this is uncertain times and if it was me, I still have reservation even having people with their hands picking up pieces of candy, especially uh, let's say someone's nose is running accidentally. I, I just have issues with that yet. Not that uh, a child doesn't have it, we don't know, but it is such a contagious disease and we don't know if there's going to be a vaccine available yet. I just feel that people should use extreme caution. We don't want to take anything more away from the children. So I'm not saying don't, I'm just saying just be overly cautious. Let the kids have fun because I don't think they understand. But I think we as parents should probably be more on a supervisory role for them. I think we deserve to, to do that for them more now than ever. Right. So we need to be proactive. And why not? And certainly, I mean, wear a face mask. I mean, it's a time of year when people wear masks anyway. They're coming out with all kinds of Halloween face masks. It, it has to be done. I mean, um, that, that, that should be a no-brainer. I mean, we should be all wearing masks now. And those that choose not to are not taking it serious. And regardless if you think that this is going to dissipate come November 3rd or 4th or 5th whenever the election is going to finally be over I, th I think we're wrong I think this is going to go uh, a few more months beyond and and I think we need to be very cautious and the sooner we take on the responsibility of protecting ourselves and the others we come in contact with the better off we all will be Right. Yeah. I, an absolute agreement. And, you know, it, it's a simple thing to do. It's a sign of respect for others. That's how I view it. So, well, we, we will continue to uh, report on Trick or Treat. It, the date is October 31st. After many years, we finally got that settled. And that will never change. Right. Uh, we, we promoted that again. Uh, actually, believe it or not, Someone reported differently, and it uh, was a little bit up in, of an uproar. It is not being changed. Uh, it will never change. I shouldn't say never, but it should not change at all, and it will always be on that date. Right. In terms of your trick-or-treat dates and times, trust your local media. Don't rely on somebody talking over your backyard fence. Absolutely. Or, you know, um, 
random posts in Facebook groups that could be misinformation and fake news. Correct. Trick or treat news. So. Correct. We'll continue to remind everybody of the date and time once once all the details are worked out, and and I'm sure that'll happen in, in the next few weeks. And make positive choices. Yes. Speaking of positive choices, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Heinzelman, Heinzelman's funeral home, and and your expansion, which has taken a couple different forms. You recently constructed an event venue attached, not literally attached, but on the same property as the funeral home. And this is called the Carriage House at Heinzelman's. You're going to have a ribbon cutting for that next month. Tell us a little bit more about the Carriage House. Well, there's a property that came available on Salkin Street that abutted the rear of my funeral home. And the properties are being merged. And what happened is I have waited since 1984 to do this. I always wanted to have a venue for people to be able to have a gathering afterward. More of a secular type of service or a luncheon. And with the properties that I had, I was able to tear down the two properties and be able to build on the same footprint and that gave me enough room to have a enough room to have on the one portion 104 places for seating and round tables and where I have a big glass door where I keep my antique coach in I can pull that out and I can add several more chairs and, and tables in there, almost up to 150 seats. This is going to be for catering. We do not have a kitchen in there, so the caterer will bring the food in hot boxes and they'll be able to serve it from there. Just on Sunday, we had a memorial service in there, followed by a luncheon so they could have seats for 25 or so, and then we had a luncheon afterward. So it worked real nice, and because the funeral law states you can't have food into the funeral home with the, the presence of a human remains, mm-hmm. what's nice is this facility is, is going to serve several purposes. So if we want, or a family so chooses, they can transition right from the funeral home and go right into the luncheon. And when the luncheon, if the building isn't being used, this can be used for birthday parties and any kind of event. So we already have five or six events already Mm. scheduled. Wow. And that's without even advertising it. So we're really, really excited about that. It's, it's a contemporary look. We have a big screen in there, so we can play your DVD, Bluetooth music in. Of course, we have the handicapped restrooms. Everything is handicap accessible. It is ultra-modern, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just, we're elated how it has been received. We've had funeral luncheons in there already. We're looking forward, I guess the next event is going to be um, a very large birthday party. 
and we have we also have a baptism scheduled and uh, several other events so uh, it is something I wanted to do it's going to be a positive for our, our business mm-hmm. and what what really set the bar high for us is you know it seems as if a lot of the type of services that we offer a lot of people are choosing weekends and whenever we asked for a weekend someplace they were always booked because of weddings and what have you this place well my my families will come first mm-hmm. so um uh, my place is available so i'm i'm really glad to see that uh, it's going to be very well received everyone that has been in it there's a there's a wild factor when you get in there i can't wait to see the see the oh, inside we, myself we are so so happy with the the fit and finish i mean it's just it's great uh, you have like the barn style doors and... we we do that's going into the the kitchen area well we the kitchen area is a sink and mm-hmm. refrigerator uh we don't have a stove in there we we had uh precision concrete where the the antique coaches uh they put some something down on the concrete that is swirl type of paint of some sort it's so glossy and so shiny it's it's unbelievable hmm. but it, it pops it's just uh, we have a metal railing with these the, the wire through it it's very contemporary we we had uh, Berge Electric actually went and uh, put some contemporary light lighting in. I, I actually bought a stained glass window that has a dove in it from St. Teresa's Church hmm. at one of their functions that they had. So as soon as you walk in, you see this beautiful stained glass dove. Uh, we have a feature wall. As I said, it was very well thought out. I did have limitations as far as size because of only using the same footprint. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would have it any larger. It's enough. I have a full basement that is completely empty. I don't. I think the average for a funeral service, average is between twenty-five and fifty anyway right. uh, for gatherings, and uh, that's only half of it. You know, so uh, I, I I don't I don't think I really would need any more. Uh, Certainly these days they're smaller. <laughs> oh, they oh, big time, big time. So I'm 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 very thankful that we're up and running. We were supposed to be, we were hoping to be up and running by February. But again, right. you know, everything has has changed uh, with COVID. Yeah. Uh, so we're really pleased. We're moving forward. So yeah. just one more thing that we can add to our plate. No, I love I love the concept of it. When you first told me about it, I thought it made so much sense. And it it does. And and I'm finding that more people want more of the secular type of a service. And we can do it there, mm-hmm. and and we have no limitations. That's the whole thing, and if and if you want to do it more outside, take the coach out, raise the big uh, glass door. We have the outdoor, mm-hmm. you know, alfresco mm-hmm. seating. It's all there, right? You know, so it's uh, there's a lot of things that we can do differently there. Well, we'll certainly be there to cover the the ribbon cutting on October fourteenth, and at the same time, you're gonna. You're going to also cut the ribbon on Lehigh Valley Animal Crematory Services, which is another business, an extension, if you will, of Heinzman Funeral Home nearby on Front Street. And that's been open for a little while, right? Yeah, that's been open for uh, almost two years. We actually just got everything done. (laughs) That's been a long process. 
That is located at 415 Front Street. Uh, we, again, had to take a lot of baby steps. And we are not connected with any clinics or anything like that. So right now, everything is done privately. So when a family calls us, we either pick up or they bring the deceased animal to us and we cremate individually. We have one of the most unique machines. The machine that you would see in a regular crematory is turned sideways, sideways where you actually see instead of one door, you actually see four doors with one door that actually has two different chambers in it so you can only put individual animals in mm. so we could actually cremate six seven different animals at one time in different chambers mm. more than some others do so when we say individual ours are individual in one chamber they're not put in bins in one big retort so we're very unique and we don't put the animals in freezers and wait until the morning or two days later or whatever we believe that there's there's got to be respect done to well, our animals that's I mean, like your child for so many is. people so it is and and i have i have problem that's why we put it in i i my dog is like a son to me and he waits for me and and i just i i want it done right and that's why we have repeat business uh, already from our crematory because they know what we do and and believe it or not we have families from philadelphia up into the poconos that will drive to us an hour and a half because they know what we do hmm. And you can tell how many different animal crematories are between there and here. And we're very thankful. So we got everything done, you know, and, and that was what we were waiting for is to, to do the floors and the ceilings and everything. And that's what took some time. But I was not going to put it on display and have an open house without it being perfect. Mm -hmm. So it is now perfect and we're ready to, to show it off. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen it, again, I've only seen it from the outside. It's a very modern-looking building. It is. It, it, it was uh, another design that I wanted for that, and the carriage house is my design also inside. I have visions. I don't know why I have visions, but <laughs> I, I, I like to try different things. It's just like the shrubs. You know, I, I like to try different things. Uh, that was a gamble. That was a gamble on the outside of the uh, pet crematory. I kind of liked the idea of, of how we were putting it together, but it was something that not many people agreed with my decision. And then when we finally had it on, uh, it grew on us all. And then once we put the sign on, that tied everything together. Yeah, I really uh, like the sign. It has oh, like a, a rainbow on it. Yep, that's, I needed that, I needed that. That's what made the difference. Right. Because we talk did. about, you know, your your pet crossing the Rainbow Bridge. Correct. Correct. And loved it. Loved it. Uh, and again, that guy is local who, who made that, that sign and uh, gave it a lot of thought. Yeah. It kind of, it. like, ties everything together and gives it a warmth, you know, and, and a more personal look. And 
that's what you want. Yeah, yeah and I, I like the rusty look. Mm -hmm. I like the industrial look. I, yeah. I thought that made it look good. Yeah, no, that's that's exciting. And, and like you said, I mean, it's it's important to prioritize each each customer, uh, each pet and their owner, and, and not everybody does that. I, I recently learned that, you know, a, a friend whose pet died, I guess they offered her, you know, you can have the pet cremated individually or with other pets or something like that, and I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, we, we have learned a lot through this process, and I, I have learned some things that I, I would never repeat. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say this, that Nathan Camp and, and Chad Hammond, my licensed funeral directors, and, and they primarily are the ones who have been running with this. They have taken the initiative to build that business. I, I cannot do any more. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are basically running this business. And they have taken it far beyond where I would never imagine it could go to. But the, the personalization that they take it, the, the professionalism that they, they give each and every family is exactly what they do when they serve human families. And I, I applaud them for that. And, and I think that's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's growing. Do you have a separate website for the we do. crematory? We do. And, you know, I should know that. <laughs> um, I, I think it's pet cremations for you. Okay. But don't quote me on that. Or just Google Lehigh Valley Animal Crematory Services. Absolutely. And you'll find it at the yeah. top, and then you'll find lots more information about it. And actually, we, and I don't believe in Google, but uh, Nathan put us on some kind of Google ad that I okay. pay monthly on. And, and I didn't agree with it, but uh, I, I, that is, has helped us immensely increase our traffic flow. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> immensely. Yeah. And another thing that, that has helped our business, and this is just not that, but when they call, especially during the middle of the night, they get me. Mm -hmm. So they get a real person answering so they don't get answering service. Right. Uh, and when you call, like, uh, when you call Abby Glenn or some of the big corporate companies, we, we got one over the weekend that they never called back. Hmm. And so this, this guy calls and says, oh, I'm getting a real person. I said, well, yeah, you're getting the owner. <laughs> and, and he goes and says, well, what's the deal? Gave him the, the, the lowdown as to how we do things. And he says, well, uh, he was just amazed that I would be answering him. And uh, I said, well, we'll take care of things for you. And he, he came up from, that one was the one from Doylestown. Hmm. So, hey, we're there for you, but you will get a real person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Dave, for, for enlightening us once again on many topics. <laughs> I talk too much. No, no, we could go on here. Um, but we'll have to have you on again soon. And... We we'll always have lots to talk about. So Thanks for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We've been recording No Rain Date since late 2019, and we've produced a fair number of episodes at this point. We would love to hear your feedback about what we're doing. What makes you tune in every week? What ideas do you have for 
interview guests? Is there something that you think the podcast is missing? Feel free to share your thoughts, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent with us. You can do that by emailing josh at josh at sockandsource.com. No Rain Date is a local news and information podcast, and we focus on the Saucon Valley. However, our guests are from the Lehigh Valley and beyond. So please try and keep that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about ideas for future episodes. Thank you. No Rain Date is an original production of Saucon Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Every night, he climbs the tower, sees your face on every dollar.